<laughs> no, thank you. It's been a while since you've been back, and it was it's great that Dave can be here too because yeah. I think the three of us are connection has kind of all evolved when the three of us were all together it's not that we haven't had separate dialogues but it's always more kind of fruitful when the three of us are here so chantal i think the purpose for this originally was that you got plans to go to shasta in march and you had reached out for some suggestions and um i wanted to cover that have you been there before not in the physical in this life <laughs> okay mm -hmm. all right well then um, go ahead here's your opportunity to ask questions and we might as well cover it and record it for others <laughs> and dave has certainly been there so he has a perspective to offer as well that would be amazing my number one question would be in the winter <laughs> well, my number one question is why did you choose March? <laughs> yeah, right. Unless um, you just there's something I that's just have to you go. You just gotta go. Yeah. Okay. I have to then go. That is the answer. <laughs> yes, I feel like it's so interesting. I I was looking at Airbnbs exactly this time last year, and then again this year, and it's like time is overlapping and I'm, I'm finally going this, you know, this March. And um, the mountain came to me uh, in a vision after my dad passed away in November and said that it would heal me, um, heal my, help heal my heart. So I've been meaning to make my way over there. I've just been uh, in some other countries in the past few months, quite a few. So yeah, it's finally time for Shasta. And I did get a uh, new download, finally, some details about uh, my next task, my next mission. And um, it, 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 of course, involves Telos and Lemurians. And so it's just time. <laughs> uh, I can feel them right now. And um, there's just a lot of excitement. So I am going to be um, working while I'm there. So I'll be inside a lot. Um, but I picked a place with a beautiful view and I'm hoping to do some light language videos to tap into what would like to, to come through while I'm there. I know it's, it's a high vibrational place. I'm incredibly excited to be in a place like that. And I, I've, I've had the Sasquatch approach me about two years ago that they wanted to connect with me there. So there's, um, there's just a lot. <laughs> but from your perspective, what can be done in the winter? Uh, just uh, like Fairy Falls, do you hike Fairy Falls in the winter? The earliest I've been there in the calendar year has been mid-April. And mid there was still okay. snow on the ground. And yeah. I think um, snow on the ground, say, at like 4,500 foot elevation. So not really in town, although there's a little bit of snow on the ground, uh, but usually the sun kind of takes care of that during the day. Once you get to the higher elevations, the, the snow will be there. And know that when you get to where Bunny Flat is, which is a really popular spot, there's one mm -hmm. road coming out of town, Everett Memorial Highway, that it will take you as high as you can drive on, I think it's the southern end of the mountain. Uh, that will be closed at bunny flat so they don't even right. plow the road past yeah, that so right. if you're interested in going higher than that you're on your own hiking mm -hmm. uh, and it's another 3.3 miles if you follow the road from bunny flat up to old ski bowl trail now the la when i was there in april that that time that i was there and um i had seen how deep the snow was because where they gated off there they'll plow up to that point and then past that you see that well people were walking on top of it and the amount of snow was taller than i was so that is how much snow is gets there if you decide that you want to hike 
that's how deep the snow is that you've got to get through. So without snowshoes or something like that, um, I made that hike once, but I did it as the crow flies from Bunny Flat. I didn't follow the road, which was problematic in the first place because there are multiple changes of elevation that I didn't account for when I just picked go from this place to that place. I went up to about 8,700 feet, which is the spot that I wanted to get to was about that high, um, only to have to negotiate another valley and come up again. So you really wanted to have to be there. And I did under the circumstances. It was the year after my TELUS incident, and I wanted to go back to the original spot. And I didn't mm-hmm. want to wait till the road was open. And so I just determined one day, okay, I'll hike it. And this is the way I'm going to go. Learn many lessons. Took me six <laughs> hours to hike it. <laughs> but awesome. that wasn't because I didn't. There were portals I'd found along the way. Four. Um, that I spent right. some time at on the way there. Perfect. Now, you mentioned Fairy Falls. And if you like water, which I love to see water. There are incredible waterfalls around there. Fairy Falls should be open. That's more about the road that gets to it. Um, because when you get to the place where you can park and then hike up, from there, it's about a 30-minute hike, and it's all up. Um, that's not really a road. It used to be a road. There, Long ago, there used to be some type of incredible help lodge that was there kind of cut into the place and you can see remnants of it Um, but aside from that it's just foot traffic that would get up and down there so if there's any snow um, and that's about the same elevation as you know Lake Siskiyou Mm -hmm. you should be able to hike up to Fairy Falls Uh, I've just never done it in the snow so I can't speak to that um castle lake would be cool but i can tell you for certain that um it's not another seven miles beyond the place where you would turn to go to fairy falls and that will probably most certainly uh depending on snow conditions be difficult to negotiate <clears throat> there is hedge creek falls which will be easier to get to it's in a park in dunsmere so that's worth seeing and then mcleod falls which there's a favorite for everybody there's three different levels you can kind of start at the middle falls and they'll be active this time of year because there's that much water that goes through there all the time it's just a matter of you know how you want to hike and if you go to the middle falls um, you can't help but pass by the door to tell us if you're walking from where the middle falls are to upper falls um let's see um Pluto's cave is better done in better weather. Um, And then there's other places that I would point you to, but again, given the snow conditions, it, uh, I'm not certain what it's going to be like because the places I like are off trail and without snow, you know, they have their challenges on getting there. And there's other areas around there that I would suggest that you visit um, but those are like, those are other day trips. There's plenty of places you can find on the mountain and really anywhere there. Once your boots are on it, you will connect, honey, I promise. Yeah. And yeah. if you That's have awesome. it at all, uh, yeah, there are two reasons I realize I like to go to Shasta when I go there. Um, mm-hmm. Most of them have to do with daylight activities, but I love stargazing. And from the top yeah. of the mountain, that's the best place to do that. When I do it in the summer, those evenings can be chilly. So I don't know what those conditions would be like right now because it's just cold. And when it gets down to, you know, like um, freezing, um, it's hard to sit outside. Nonetheless, the sky is clearer there than most places you get to see. So it's always worth it. Perfect. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you should go to city park and get water from the headwaters. Um, I, I am eternally disappointed when I finally leave Shasta after being there for any length of time, because the first year I went there, I bought so much bottled water just to stay hydrated while I was hiking only to come back the second year and someone say, have you been to headwaters yet? 
Do right. you get your water there? And I went, no, what's that about? Well, when they explained it and you have it, there's something about that water that it doesn't need to be filtered in any way. When you get it at that source, it's almost ice cold. So refreshing. That's all you ever want to drink. And you will tell the difference between that water and anything else you've ever had. I'm excited. I'm excited to try yeah. the water. I um, have heard about some hot springs and um, a place, I think it's like a mineral spring. And you can do uh, like cold plunges after a sauna. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I'm Canadian, so I'm, I've got the gear. I'm willing to, <laughs> Good for I'm willing you. to try this out. Yeah. Why not? I'm there for a month. Six hour hikes, no problem. <laughs> Good for you. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to reach out because there's some people that you should connect with there. Um, okay. uh, there's two for sure. I would have connected you with Brian Kimiri right away, but I understand he's moving out of Shasta now after being there for a few years, and it happens to be in March. Um, but there are a few other people that I know are, are live there and they're out and about and active. There are a couple of other, um, you know, kind of insider information. There's a place called heart space, heart space. It's two words. Um, it's right on the main drag. Uh, I'm trying to remember saying, I met the owner Wayne and his wife, I think three years ago. He'd been really okay. successful in Silicon Valley and all of a sudden had this pull, quit his job, sold everything, moved up here and opened this crystal shop. And um, they do some meditative sessions. Well, with the insider information about Wayne's place is that, uh, and I think this is still true, the shop actually opens at noon. But if you're an insider and you know about this, if you get there between 11 and 11.11, there is a meditative session that costs nothing. If you want to make a donation, that's great. Uh, Wayne leads uh, one that he performs until they open the doors at noon. So if you get there early enough, wow. you just have to be there by 11.11 and the door is locked. If you're there before, great. Uh, if not, then you missed your opportunity. I think they still do that. Beautiful. That's mm -hmm. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to connecting with the people as well, of course. So that's amazing. I know that there's um a crystal matrix store. I've heard of uh Heart Lake. Um Heart Lake is um that if you find Castle Lake yep. and you do the hike. Heart Lake is immediately behind it, but it's a good uh, forty-minute hike, and it's yeah, it's aggressive. You, you need snow. You need some snowshoes. <laughs> if okay. you're going Perfect. this time of year, you absolutely do. Yeah. But right yeah. now, the conditions would be so pristine; it would just be beautiful. Yeah, I'm excited. I'll good. make it work. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to. Watching the ships, I just get these visions of like light ships going in and out of the mountain, and I just I'm looking forward to just yeah, stargazing and yeah, being in the energy. So, I saw my first legit UFO over the mountain one night. I had been stargazing up to that point, and the way mm -hmm. I was situated, the mountain was behind me, and I was looking off into the sky that way. Well, when the, the full moon came out, you could not see the Milky Way the way we could when it was a new moon and the moonlight didn't disturb seeing the sky the way that you should have. So that night when I couldn't really see the sky, I thought, I'm going to turn around and watch the mountain tonight. Heard so much about people have seen activity. Maybe tonight will be my night. And so mm -hmm. while I did, it, it was right before 11 o'clock. And I had seen a couple of shooting stars. Um, they kind of went across the horizon this way, and another one across the hatway. And Polaris was right over Mount Shasta. Well, I'd yeah. seen one more, what I thought was a shooting star, 
that started kind of parallel to Polaris and shot down toward the mountain and then disappeared from a moment. And then it went that way. <laughs> okay. That was not a shooting star. No. And I got my validation because a moment after that, somebody two cars down from me said, did you see that? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Thank you for the validation. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I can't rule out contact with the Lemurians. I wasn't going to be the only one. I'm still waiting to hear the next time it's going to be somebody. So those of you that are in alignment, you're ripe for this. And so are the conditions right now. With all the stuff that especially has been changing energetically, Oh, since the first of the year and really within the last few weeks, there are more multidimensional experiences that are occurring. Mm -hmm. And I certainly understand the reason why. This consciousness shift on the planet herself is taking place and us sentient beings are picking up on that vibration. Mm -hmm. We know that we feel it. And that's why we're being shown a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. As soon as you're used to seeing this, we're going to show you a little bit more because the freaking clock is ticking. <laughs> There's a finite amount of three-dimensional time remaining. End of line. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mm -hmm. my, ses my sessions have ramped up just, oh my gosh, the past two weeks and getting more just so much more potent and preparing people for their sole purpose. So much more intent. Like it just, it's, 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 it's here, you know? It's yeah. Here. Let it's, me ask you beautiful. these, <laughs> these people that are coming, are these people that are newly awakened or they've been like this for a while and all of a sudden they've cracked into a whole nother level. Yeah. It's the whole uh, nother level that yes. I'm experiencing. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, I haven't even posted on my channel for quite some time. And yet I'm booked solid all the time. And it's spirit connecting me, you know, our higher selves connecting people to me all of the time. And these are people who have um, been awake quite some time and they have advanced missions and uh, just preparing them for it. Bringing in the codes of the energies lately so that they're the bridge um so difficult for me to articulate i can speak light language but english is another <laughs> thing i swear <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's no way i tried there have been a couple opportunities in the last several days for me to articulate more about what's going on Right. And I can't describe multidimensionality to myself to make it words, English words yeah. that would make sense to anybody. It's just a feeling you, that once yeah. you're around it, you, you just pick up on it. And then you mm -hmm. understand the nature of your electromagnetic being. Now, mm -hmm. when you get around other people, they don't have to speak a word. You just sense them in space. And that is what's blossoming that mm -hmm. whole sense of your aura being like this feeling tool now um somebody the other day asked me if i could see auras and i've been able to see them for a while and, and the answer was well i see past them they're just all kind of part and parcel of this four-dimensional view that i get now and so if you want me if you ask me if i can see auras i'd have to focus on just that part of it and like extract it out of the image <laughs> it's okay yeah exactly i mean auras are one thing but i'm seeing that these people have merged like their other aspects you know i'm looking at people and they're merged there i'm seeing their their mermaid self i'm seeing their their elven self um so yeah way beyond auras at this point <laughs> that's how yes. thin the veil is <clears throat> yeah yeah <laughs> so um let me think if i have any other questions um 
Thank you for your recommendations. They were amazing. I'm happy to share the things that Thank resonated you. with me. There's a few other places I would recommend, but you mm -hmm. need a good day to get to. Um, oh, it's not Multnomah Falls. That's in Oregon. Um, uh, I'll think of it in a minute, but there's one falls that come out of the side of, you know, the earth. Um, dang it. it starts with an M you have to follow the railroad tracks and really, uh, officially you're trespassing, but it doesn't stop the, the thousands of people that go there. It's just a different kind of magic. <laughs> When you see the falls coming out of the, the whole wall of, you know, earth over there, it's amazing. And then there's some pools that just follow the, the Sacramento River here along the way. Absolutely worth seeing. And in the summer months, although the water can be a little cool, you can actually get into it there. It's great. Okay. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. I know, I know that this won't be my first time. I'm just or sorry this won't be my last time good uh, answer this is, this is just the first time <laughs> so. that's the nature of it i went the first time i thought i was going for a week five weeks later because i had to leave i did um but i didn't want to and just give me a reason an excuse to have to go back to sign me up i'm good to go and anyone who's been there and experience these kind of phenomenon say exactly the same thing. There's a palpable energy there that you can, I want to say that you can ethereally touch and feel it. Because as soon as my boots are there, it's like whatever my physical being is, and at my stage of you know, age, I should require more time to recover from the types of hikes that I take and none of that is necessary in the four or so I think three years now I've been going back and forth multiple times every time I go there the experience is the same it's my joints feel like they've been reconditioned like mm -hmm. they've been refreshed in some way and regenerated I pick a word that's what I feel like I I was a yeah. uh, pretty good hockey player and when i was in my peak i was probably my late teens and early 20s that's what my joints feel like now wow i i understand entirely i'm watch. i'm seeing them um working being able to work on you when you're there mm. your high vibrational team uh your um the beings um that can do like energy healing on you essentially i'm seeing them be able to work on you there a lot easier so probably when you're resting um yeah they're there working on you and that's how you're feeling the so energy is right to do that <laughs> yeah uh, exactly exactly but we bring that with us so you know the patients that are brought there it, it reminds me of what i was told here at the beginning of the year and so i'm going to say it out loud every time i get a chance to we're done healing of course you know that already um having helped others all we did was help them heal themselves. That's that's all we can do with it. We're done with the healing part. We've been healing for years now. We've got it done. If we understand our chakra system and how it aligns us, we are totally in sync and in charge of achieving the vibration we wish. So mm -hmm. embrace that and run with it and yeah. Well, there was a, an end Magical. to that thought, and I don't know where the hell it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the things that we're capable of now. Um, yeah, and have always been. <laughs> yes. Um, but... you know, oh, um, we're on to transformation. <laughs> <You know, yeah. laughs> to finish the thought, we're done healing. We know we carry light, and we know what to do with it now. So now is the part for us to transform into who we were supposed to be and take advantage of those tools. Uh, it had been placed into my field long ago that we were here to transmute negative energy into light. Whatever form that might be, here we go. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. That's what I've been doing. Yes, exactly. I love it. And I've been uh, traveling so much lately. Um, 
just all over the world and some really dense places. And I feel like um, the light language that's coming through is just kind of helping to clear clear you're busy helping clear yeah. these areas <laughs> right exactly. now in my estimation in my estimation what's going on are the final stages of preparing these golden tie allotments these areas have been predisposed to this higher vibration people have been going there and helping clear them for a while and others mm -hmm. have been drawn to them for reasons they don't really understand. Well, you know, you might not be aware, but I, I wanted to move to Hawaii or I wanted to move to Egypt and I don't know why, or I moved to the exactly. Sedona area and, or I'm going to Shasta and I don't understand why, but I'm going. Here's the reasons why. There's something in our vibration, in our field that's triggered us to go there. And we just mm -hmm. have to pay attention to that intuitive, you know, wisdom. And if we do, exactly. we'll find out why we're supposed to be there once we get there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you, um, I know you're, you're in Sedona now. Uh, do you feel a calling to anywhere else? Like, um, I resonated with what you said about Glastonbury because that's been calling <laughs> to me, uh, particularly a spring there, but um yeah, so that's that's within the next couple of months for me as well, and Hawaii for me as well. Um, I've had a lot of visions lately of that. So, um, yeah, what about you? I didn't have really any plans outside of Shasta, although my guides mm -hmm. had always said, just be ready to travel. Well, I am. Uh, yeah. I, I thought I was going back to Germany at some point, and I know I will be. But this opportunity about Glastonbury, it's funny that you bring it up because the the guy who reached out from London, the, I think it was the week before last, Jody, you know, kind of found me in his Lemurian search too. And we just kind of clicked. I have a Zoom interview with him tomorrow. We Zoom before so we get to know one another. We thought, you know, let's get together for 15 minutes and, you know, kind of just get a feel for one another. Well, an hour, 20 minutes later, we're done. <laughs> uh, and we know that this needs to move forward. He starts to tell me about, there's a Glastonbury festival and that's not what I'm referring to because that's a music festival. But there's yeah. some other kind of metaphysical thing there at the end of September that he said, you need to be here. You should present at this. And it's a lot like, you know, the Conscious Life Expos we have here domestically. It's kind of that format. Um, but he said he knew the organizer. We wanted to reach out to him. And if you're interested in that, Lowell, uh -huh. I'm going to Romania about a month after that. I think you should go there, too. So oh, stay tuned. Okay. We'll see, you know, what actually comes of all of it. But that was going to be after the spring and summer months when Dave and I really had thought that with the number of people that are reaching out, that there is some value to meeting with people, small groups and connecting with them one-on-one -on -one, in person in these energetic spots so that yeah. you can have your own experiences too. That's what I'd kind of filled my dance card with until September. So the timing would be fine, but something tells me that between now and then, there's going to be other places for all of us to be called and to be. Yes, that's beautiful. I'm so happy that you're doing that. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> if I'm back in the summer, then that's what we'll do. We'll connect with you. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Also, your um your beautiful cards will how can we purchase those are they on your website uh there's a link to them i'm not in a place where i can buy them in bulk and that's why they're the cost there i'll just tell you up front if somebody's interested oh, yeah. in them, that they're here um they're 111 bucks for 60 cards and then there's nine dollars for shipping um that's nothing. <laughs> they cost, well, you know, you're right. It, it, I know what people spend on metaphysical things. Uh, I didn't really struggle with the cost too much. Um, 
because I'd been asked to do a book before. Like last year, I think just about this time, somebody asked me to do a coffee table book of like the elementals. And I think it was the Galactic Travelers. Well, there were four, four editions. Um, wow. The, the company that I worked with, this online publisher, could do them hardcover, full color. And, but they were going to be like 275 bucks. And I asked myself, who's going to spend that kind of money? And my guide said, never mind who you think will buy them. The, the, the ones that are supposed to will. And so mm-hmm. as soon as I put them out there, uh, because somebody asked me to, somebody bought two of the books. Well, when I, you produce them, they send them to you. And uh, the first book I ever produced was soft cover and it was color and the colors was good. I was surprised because I used a lot of photographs, especially the light beings. When I went to these cards, every time I was using, you know, discord and I wanted to um, enhance the color, I would use the phrase full spectrum color and man, would it be achieved? You've seen the cards. They're amazing. I wanted to see whether the printers would be able to capture that. And I was blown away. They did. So I had high expectations after what came out of the books that when we went to the cards, that they would show the same kind of detail. And I wasn't disappointed either. They're great. Yeah. Eventually we'll get to the point where I can kind of buy them in bulk and drop the prices. But right now um, it's not practical. It's not, I'm more mobile than not. So I still need to have them drop shipped from the printers because you know they print them and then I want to see them before they go out and make sure that they're okay uh, and drop a note into the people that are buying them. But that's starting to pick up again. I had put you know a lot of this artwork on Redbubble a year ago and I kind of forgot that it was there. And this week I saw two orders came through. Now, I don't pay any attention to that. It's just been out there for a while. And what were the orders for? Somebody liked some of the Stargate Guardians, in, and they put them on socks. So, Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> People are going to be drawn to what they're going to be drawn to. And when exactly. It's but well, that was why priceless. Redbubble was so cute because you had lots of options on what you wanted to print this stuff on. It wasn't just if you wanted to put a print on the wall. That's really what drew me there in the first place. And then you can put on a T-shirt or what? Socks? An A-frame dress? And... Okay. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you for doing that work. I love it. Well, we learned all of these were tools that we had accumulated over time. Mm -hmm. The four sessions Dave did, tools. We recorded those. So now we can go back and refer to them. And God Mm -hmm. knows that when I talk about protocols, contact beyond our sentience, I point people back to Dave is the guy that taught us how to do that. So those tools that we prepared a long time ago are going to pay dividends later. Well, if I could, people uh, are trying to understand. Yes. It's your turn. No, I I'm, I'm perfectly happy to listen, but I also, I had a couple of things I wanted to talk to Chantal about as well. And I, I really appreciate being sitting here with you guys. Um, Chantal and I have had a couple opportunities to uh, communicate back and forth. Chantal, I just want to say welcome home. And uh, you've had a, a big trip and you went around to a lot of places. One of the the blessings that I was able to bring to Wool's uh, community was we had, you know, Vivian Chauvet came and visited us and we did a, a star chat interview with Viv. Um, and one of the things that Vivian had mentioned that was just so important was that when she was visiting sacred sites, and I know that, part of your agenda was to go to places that had specific uh, energy. Um, She had made an effort to give back to those sites by connecting with the Arcturans. And I, I also, you know, I'm a little psychic 
And so a couple of things popped into mind while seeing you and listening to Lowell and you talk. Um, were you able to do the same thing? Were you able to go to these sites and give back rather than just do what people who don't pay attention to love energy, universal law, to source? Were you able to give some healing back to those sites and bring those healings down from your star family and, and give thanks to those sites? Because it's something that's really important for all of us to remember when we're traveling as ambassadors. And Chantal, I also wanted to tell you how very proud the, the um, Galactic Council of Scientists and Taurus ambassadors are of you because you're doing what you're supposed to do as an ambassador. You're a goodwill ambassador. When you travel our earth in the the means that we have available to us to do that, it takes a lot of energy. And I, I know that you were doing the right thing because you're out spreading your sunshine and spreading your healing. Uh, did you have any specific places that you visited on your travels before you got home that you wanted to talk about a little bit and some of the energy exchange that you may have encountered in some of these special places? Hi. Yeah, likewise. It's oh, such a blessing to be with you and well as well. And thank you. Uh, yes. So these trips are planned already and I joined them, but divinely so. And um, light language would pour through me, uh, you know, ruins um, that had been taken over um, that were portals on ley lines um, that had been taken over. Um, so I would clear them at churches. So I did, uh, so I'll give you an example, Venice. Wow. Lots mm -hmm. of work in, in Venice. Um, I opened some portals <clears throat> with the assistance of whom, whom I was with um, to help with, um, you know, um, ghost mediumship. I know you're into rescue mediumship as well. And there's so many trap souls in Venice. Right. Um, so is, we, created, are, right. we created a beautiful bright light um, for them to help them pass through. Um, yeah, it was beautiful. And, um, okay, some ruins in French Polynesia. There's been, uh, there was darkness there. And um, some portals that were taken over there. So I cleared them. Um, what else? Oh, uh, France. Um, so I visited, um, what's it called? Um, um, uh, Saint uh, Mont-Michel. Um, mm -hmm. That's not correctly. You think a Canadian could speak French, but right. oh gosh. <laughs> Mont-Michel. Mont Mont Mont-Michel. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's so wonderful. I, I, I was so excited that you were going there because I just absolutely love Mont-Michel. And you it's did, such a, it's like an adventure fairyland in sandstone and, and sort of that gray granite interesting yeah. place did you did you get to the top and go through some of the older buildings up there yes so the abbey yes so but my experience was different i don't know how many years ago you were there uh 2005 okay so it had been taken over and i was very excited because it was a archangel michael leyline whom i'm you know connected with um but it had been his authority had been stolen there They've been taken over, and <clears throat> it was almost like a hell realm, to be honest. It was like a flipped up, like, phantom matrix, and um, the people mm -hmm. weren't even in their bodies. The consciousness, their consciousness were stolen, um, and there were a lot of trap souls or two, um, so did a lot of <clears throat> healing there, clearing there with the beautiful souls I was with, um, but it did take... Yeah, it, it took a toll. Um, so our Archangel Michael has, you know, gained some of his authority back there. Great, great. Uh, yeah, and we've been keeping yeah, an eye we, on that. I remember yeah. talking to you about uh, bringing Michael down and welcoming Michael down. So that's that's yeah. wonderful because up in the Abbey, there's a dungeon. And mm -hmm. in the 70s and 80s, I mean, when I was there, I wasn't doing any light work. I was there doing... Uh, uh, wine tastings, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've, I've always been very intuitive. And so mm -hmm. 
all of my life I've seen ghosts, you know, spirits of people that don't know that they're gone and you've got to show them the light and help them leave. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I've never been afraid because I don't know anybody. I, I'm going to repeat my friend, uh, uh, Biba. She's, she said something very funny the other day on her show. Uh, I've never heard about anyone being killed by a ghost. It just doesn't happen. It may be in the movies, but, but there's just unfortunate souls. And I knew in the seventies and eighties, there had been a lot of drugs and there had been a lot of weird people allowed to tramp around up there. And there were some weird entities that they brought in with them. And that dungeon area was always a place of suffering. And I, I felt almost unable to go into that part of the Abbey when I was there and I saw a monk spirit and I just sort of turned around and left and went down, back down to this little cheese shop. That's about, I don't know, 200 meters, 300 meters down from the Abbey. And I'm really glad that you did that because giving back and and drawing the light back down is so, so important for trapped souls. And you must have had some experience of something coming up to you, being attracted to you because of the light that you produce. Do you have any specific memory of any kind of thing that was kind of strange while you were up there? Or were you able to just sort of be your presence and shine your light? and return some love and bring Michael down and then just sort of leave because it's a, for me, it was a very spooky place. And at the time I wasn't in connection with my own ability to bring down angelic spirit power and bring down light and release trapped souls. I mean, you're so good at that. And so I'm, you know, it's a, for me, even though I'm a big guy, it's still kind of a spooky place. And I would want, I would want somebody with you like you with me, if I was there. And then the other thing, um, you went to French Polynesia, right? Yeah. You went, Right. Does, okay, so my psychic voice is telling me to mention to you uh, giving the shirt off your back. Does that resonate with you at all? Mm-hmm. You want to talk about that? Okay. <laughs> Well, uh, really good for you because I know you're a very generous person and that you give everything to everybody around you. So did you learn some, uh, did you get any sort of extra wisdom about yourself and who you are when you were in that region? Because while Mm -hmm. you were traveling, um, we had some interesting things happen here. Uh, There were sightings in Miami, uh, but more important than that is there were a lot of energetic portholes that were opening up all over. And you must have sensed that as well, because it's one of the reasons all the ambassadors have been traveling around is to attend to these portholes. So there must have been some, right, must have been some experience for you to do that. And I only know a little bit about this because... Um, Kim Jim tells me when there are changes occurring and he said that March is going to be a special month for all of us. He also said to um, uh, remember to go along with the changes that the changes that are occurring in March will be things that have nothing to do with your control and to just be happy and go along with them because they're changes that you were prepared for intuitively. And so there'll be things that are about, you know, um, letting go of old habits and perhaps systems of control that helped us get along with our lives. And we'll find that perhaps there's some attachments we no longer need. There's some inner strengths that are coming forward. And I think a lot more of that's going to be revealed to us in March. Do you sort of understand that? Yes, and I, I do. You, absolutely. Yeah, I you, yes, absolutely. I, I feel it. it. Yeah, I guess <laughs> this, this sort of region where, like Lowell said earlier, is that the word of man fails us on so many levels and it's uh, our intuition and it's our innate sense of just being that Mm -hmm. is the communication. And, you know, I laugh with some of our other friends that like, we don't like when Robin comes down here to visit, we don't really need to talk. We just go sit on the beach and hang out for 45 minutes and we let the energy exchange we don't need to work work things out or convince each other of anything or, you know, we we're able, Robin and I have this ability to, and, and I have this with Lowell for the most mm-hmm. part, but it's different because we're guys, 
is to not preach to the converted. And we, we never worry about bringing up anything new because we don't care. You know, everyone's on their own path. So yeah. it's really just helping people reveal their own path to themselves and just stay happy on your path, right? Because we're staying focused and then we're sort of going to accept any of these great changes that are coming especially in March, it's kind of like a porthole. The whole month is going to be a porthole of change for everybody. And we just have to go along with it and uh, be happy because your intuition is correct. Your intuition is correct. And Lowell's is correct. Um, and, and I think it, March is probably going to be a good month for all of us, uh, especially ambassadors to not try and describe the divine, but let the divine flow through us. Right. Because yeah, the word right the words of man are failing us. And as we see the old systems of man fall to the wayside and new earth come forward, we have to be happy with releasing that stuff. And there might be a little turmoil, there might be some struggles and stuff, but be happy about them because that represents the change of your new self. So yeah. So welcome home. And I'm so very proud of you. And I think that when you, you get to when you get to Shasta, I, Lowell's mentioned a lot of great places. I know you've done a little research, so I'm sure you know you don't want to fill up your schedule too much because you're a very intuitive person. And so I think when you get there, you're going to feel drawn mm -hmm. to sort of going to explore places where you just feel like going to. And mm -hmm. I always like that. Shasta has a lot of great places to go to, and I was blown away because. My intuition was telling me, oh, I want to go see that. I want to go see that. You know, but I was sort of corralled because I was stuck doing Bob Potter's gig up there. And that was fun. But uh, there was a lot of places that I almost wanted to go to instead. But I was there for a mission to talk about my experience. Um, and then the other thing about ships, you know, um, I'm speaking with this, this wonderful person in Ireland. Her name's Biba. Uh, she's like me in a lot of the respects is that it's not about the ships and it's not about the words of men. It's not about guys going, Oh, do you think extraterrestrials are here to harm us or are they good? It's like banal infantile conversation. It's this not even doesn't even enter the equation. It's like saying, are animals good or animals bad? Is the weather good or is the weather bad? And she said this really great metaphor that she used was, was well yeah you know cold weather and and stormy weather is bad if you're homeless but for the most part it is it's part of nature and it's fun to be in you know because we usually have some little bolt hole to go into and have a hot toddy and sit by the fire when it's too cold so nothing is bad nothing is bad there's no fear remember kim jim told me back in 2017 that the divine creator of all light and love who came before time would never produce anything in this universe to cause any species fear or harm. And that those concepts are manifestations of our earliest beginnings that we're getting rid of. They're gone. There's no more fear. And we're going to get rid of, we're going to get rid of all the suffering, all the fear, all the pain, and we're coming into a new world of abundance, but it's, it's funny because it is difficult to, to try and describe. So I'm, I'm, I'm not working at anything either. And I think that I can see that with you too. You're sort of showing this very powerful dynamic self growth that doesn't include following others and following extra information. It's sort of just now you're able to open these things up fully and allow the experience to come to you because it's so desperate to come to you, isn't it? It's just the universe is giving. And it's such a great time to open up to that, like the flower that you are. So, and then the other thing before I stop talking is Kim Jim's just told me about 20 minutes ago that to tell Chantal that all you have to do, if you want to see the big galactic cruiser, his big, big ship, if you want him to come down, he said that you would know that when the time was right and all you have to do is look up to the sky and say, I know you're there. And he said that they will reveal themselves to you. So anytime yeah. you want, anytime you need that. Yeah. So when you need that kind of <laughs> affirmation, 
-hmm. when you need that kind of positive affirmation. And it's always nice because our friends above know that we like to see them and seeing them. It doesn't mean we're receiving a lesson or some special thing that we're going to have to share because it's not about the ships. It's about the message, right? So we, the, the higher elevated humans that are in the contact experience, we've all received the message. It's not about the ships. It's not about technology. It's about the message, which is life. Message is about life. So I, I think you're going to have a lovely time. I, uh, I'm, I might go check out a job opportunity in Florida. And if it pans out, it's good money. And I'll split for a while to make some bucks. Otherwise, we're still running our organic pie shop and healing uh, pregnant mothers and making little children calm down because they're not eating super ultra refined chemical sweeteners. So we're doing our job to protect people's uh, genetic integrity. And so that's what we're going to be doing here. And the beach is beautiful. And I told you, you know, when you're ready for some warm weather, if you've got your partner or if you're alone, you're welcome to come and, and stay here. And we'll, we'll figure out a really great place for you guys to stay at the beach and sit in the hot sand and go swimming. We've got a lot of dolphins and fish out here. So it's been beautiful. And I know that you're really connected to them as well. So why don't you and uh, why don't you and Lowell catch up a little bit? I'm really proud of you, and I just think you're an amazing, sweet soul. And you know me; anytime you need something, just give me a bell, and I'm there for you. Right? Okay. Thank you. Same Many with you. Thank Such you for a your sweet message. soul. Such thank a you. sweet soul. Many <laughs> blessings. All right, Lowell. Thanks very much, and uh, I'll just listen to you guys finish off. Thanks, Well, this was uh, for Chantal. For her to kind of get a little um, uh, elevated look of where to go, what to do. You had mentioned um, a, a crystal gallery. There are five or six of them. And I love to see them all. The crystal room has yeah. a soft spot. However, okay. you definitely need to go to the Matrix Crystal Gallery and mm -hmm. see Maziba, the proprietor. You'll okay. know the moment you meet Maziba, this guy is from somewhere else. And he can answer galactic questions um, quickly. You'll just know. Um, he's, <laughs> he's a bit of an acquired taste because he has some odd behavior about him sometimes. But mm -hmm. once he zeroes in on who you are, and he'll be able to collect with your galactic side and then give you explanations of it. He's an amazing resource, is my point. I have been given some rocks, crystals. Um, I had some dust from one and a little shard of another one uh, from some rocks that I had been shown and told were from inner earth. And I was allowed to keep the shard and the dust that was in the little plastic bag that came with it. And so I didn't know what to make of it. When someone said it came from there, you know, what, what argument can I make? I don't really know. Well, I took it to Maziba and he put it over some light and he said, well, I don't know about the inner earth thing or how it got there, but this is from the heart nebula. I went, the heart nebula in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where this originated. So I'm not sure how it got here but that's where it came from originally. So he kept the shard in that. And I said, I really have no use for this. You seem to know more about this. So I'm going to leave it with you. And you know, if I need it, I don't know where to find it. He's a wonderful resource like that. Yeah. And he's got not just crystals in his place. Um, <laughs> he had, boy, um, I thought it was a rock when I first held it. I was at a, a, a function here, kind of a test retreat on the property I'm staying at. Mm -hmm. And um, before it had happened, Julie, it takes this box out and she goes, I haven't taken this out since I got it at Maziba's place. And when she hands it to me, it's the shape of an egg, shall we say. Not really not looking at it. And so when she takes out of the box, we're about to go into a session 
um, with some sound healing and some toning. And so she said, well, here, you hold this and see what you can make out of it. Well, as soon as somebody hit the F sharp bowl, this, what I know now, dragon's egg started to vibrate the entire time that that bowl was tweaked. And while it's taking place, <laughs> I'm having multidimensional experiences in the room. And for <laughs> the uninitiated, I'll just leave that there. But you and I can talk about what really happened in the room. And it had to do with defying gravity while everybody oh, else was wow. busy <laughs> off where they were going. Anyhow, um, yep. it came from his shop was my point he's got <laughs> okay. all kinds of wonderful artifacts there and some of them many of them have some magical qualities that just need to be in the right hand of the right steward to activate them so when yeah. julie handed it to me and i looked at it as a rock she goes well what is this and to me the capricorn in me goes i'm trying to figure out what the content is or the you know is there metal in here is you know it kind of feels a little heavier than a rock and that's where my mind is going and then when this session begins and that frequency was triggered and the egg triggered everything attached and what was holding the egg vibrated accordingly. It started vibrating my hands and worked its way into my heart core. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Sound and vibration. Um, I have a brand new appreciation and an awareness of what it really is and does. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love it. That's so exciting. I cannot wait. I had a crystal skull appear to me. Um, so I, I have a feeling I'll come across one, hopefully in a shop that there are a is, few places is calling out to me. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm not going to tell you how to shop. You know, I know how crystals are meant to be found and mm -hmm. really they're not meant to be found on the internet. If that's the only way you can get them, I understand that, but get mm -hmm. out and they will speak to you. Mm -hmm. They'll draw exactly. your attention and mm -hmm. you'll know they're supposed to leave with you. Mm -hmm. I would tell you to dispense with the idea that you're purchasing a crystal to buy. They're not museum pieces, not any of them. These things have knowledge that they hold. They exchange exactly. information. And really, <laughs> I was telling somebody this this year. I've always loved to go into crystal shops and mm -hmm. I've certainly had more than my share of them call me and they went home with me. Exactly. Now, when I got back to Arizona and I started going to the crystal shops, my experience was entirely different. My, the empathic part of me was like, I could hear them almost screaming when I got into the shop, like, get me the hell out of here. <laughs> Like they're all supposed to be out doing something other than sitting on these shelves here looking pretty. Um, mm -hmm. They're meant to be at work. They're, I know, they're consciousness. And I know, I feel them, I hear them. They're all artifacts, honey. They've all, yeah. everything you're holding has been here a lot longer than you have. <laughs> and it'll be here a lot longer than you will be. So put that into perspective when you start to hold these crystals and understand what they can do. Yeah. I love that. Well, I don't know how I got court. in that soapbox. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. I love it. I love it. I love you telling stories and I can relate. So, and, and I feel like whoever needs to hear it will hear it. <laughs> right. If you know, if you, if you happen to go on a tangent, <laughs> so, that's what I believe. All right, yeah. well, what else can I tell you? Anything? That was perfect. That we got perfect. it covered? All right. Yeah. Well, you, you know where so to find much. me. It was so good to see you again. And I love when we record these things. So this yeah, will benefit so other people that you. are going to Shasta. And so it'll help. Yes, yes. Especially <laughs> this time of year. Um, yeah, you don't have to wait if you're being called. Go and... Yeah, I'm going to um, share with you 
if something comes up. So <laughs> I was just about to ask that you would, uh, because I know that things are going to happen. And the more other people get aware of the kind of magic that goes on there, the better it is for everybody. Yeah. Somebody had accused me of, well, you know, you too many people are going to come here listening to you. And it's just going to mm -hmm. be a mess and they won't respect it anymore. Well, that hasn't happened. The people that are meant to go there, like myself, go there and have the experience they're supposed to have. So um, yeah. the rest of you that want to be naysayers, just be aware of what you put out is what you get in return. And I will leave it there. Exactly. That is beautiful. It is beautiful. Um, you know, it's a tourist town and, but that I mean, we're all one. So, yes. Um, and um, yeah, if, you know, you are going to be respectful, then um, by all means, we're supposed to all share this world. Um, and um, thank you for being so open and, you know, willing to share your knowledge about it. Like, that is so appreciative. <laughs> and, you know, it's um, um, whatever, it's like, um, serotonin that came from somewhere else and when you take in so much of it, it it needs to go somewhere else so when i feel these magical things that happen in these other places other people need to know about them because mm -hmm. you might not be experiencing them yet mm -hmm. but your human vessel just like i am quite capable of having these experiences the same as mine if you focus your intent on it. And I can't even begin because people that are still a little unsure of what we're talking about at, at all have no frame of reference from where I came to where I am today and the differences between the energetic environment four years ago, two years ago, one year ago compared to right now is mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. yeah i uh have had an experience i can tell you about it <laughs> uh oh, they're saying no uh not yet um soon uh okay. in france in france um yeah a very magical forest and um yeah so definitely have been experiencing some things but um yeah, that's it's just not um, okay to talk about yet. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to my Shasta one. <laughs> All right, good. Then I'm yeah, looking, we'll keep now you updated. <laughs> to come back and collaborate when you can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, Chantal. There's um, the process of of the experience passing through you and the experience leaving you with a special gift and a message and you are the channel and you are the light and you are holding that space and we know that the gifts that you have that will be unfolding to share with all of humankind and with Gaia and with all the animals are going to be very important and we send you so much support Thank and you. so just let those messages come to you and when you're ready We'll be here to help you by being attentive and listen very carefully to your thoughts because you are just an amazing soul. Lowell, I love you, brother. You have a wonderful day, Chantal. You know how I feel about you, darling. We can feel that love all the way over here in California. <laughs> love Thanks, you. Dave. Thank you. My God last bless. thoughts on Chantal is um, that's how I know how authentic Chantal is. Lots of people would just like to blab out everything that they know before they're in a position to really have assimilated it and understand what they're saying. But you're, that's not you. You don't talk for the sake of talking to tell stories, that there's purposes behind it. And there are also mm -hmm. times when we're ready to tell it <laughs> and when we're prepared to tell it, because those are two entirely different things. Um, that I have a greater appreciation for when I when Telos happened and I was telling people about it immediately after it happened I wasn't ready to tell it 
I had not assimilated what had happened enough for me to put it into perspective. I was just looking for a freaking touchstone that could help me understand in some way. And that was my way of reaching out, not knowing where else to go for answers. But over time, I see clearly now when I get downloads like the others do and that they don't snap into place. It takes a few days for this assimilation to become an acclimation from where you're aware of something to where you start to embody this change. And that is what's happening now. These physical changes to us, they freaked me out a little bit in the last couple of weeks. And I thought I was unflappable. I thought I was beyond the fear component from 3D. Well, I am in one regard. But when the changes happen physically and that wonderful stuff you are seeing can't turn off. Oh, that's a little alarming the first couple of times it happens. That's when the differences between, you know, assimilating it and understanding Mm -hmm. what I'm being shown is way different than acclimating yourself to those conditions because that is what's taking place. Yes. 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 Well, I mean, such admiration and respect for you. Thank you for doing that. And you are going to be such a like grounding stone for touching stone, like for others who are going to, you know, we're all following that. So thank you for being that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for saying so. Okay, kid. um, We'll be in touch soon. Absolutely. About your adventures and you'll be there soon. Uh, and uh, I am curious to hear what you'll follow up with us later. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. Namaste. Bye, <laughs> Namaste. <laughs>